everyone welcome to the second episode of the new season of the oml rc podcast word on the street um in this episode we will be honoring uh veterans for veterans day we'll be talking about veterans and their presence here on scu's campus um i am nicole i am i use she her pronouns and i am an sc sie in the rc this year um and today i have keanu here with me a representative from the veterans club um, Keanu, please tell me just a little bit more about yourself and your involvement here on campus. Hey, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Keanu Spindola. I'm a third year business management major minoring in real estate construction management. Uh, and a little bit about my background. So after high school, I ended up joining the, the Marine Corps. Uh, I didn't really feel like college was for me right off the bat. Uh, I come from a first generation household. Uh, college wasn't really talked about at my house. And the military was appealing to me in the sense that they would provide for me uh, and my family a way to move forward. Um, they pay for college. Uh, they now give me health care and a wide array of other benefits that, you know, I'm really grateful for. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah. What are some of your involvements on campus? Regarding campus, so I so little transparency. I transferred uh, winter quarter this past year, and I, if I'm being honest, I had a really tough time. Uh, I'm coming into college a little bit older. I'm 25, soon to be 26, um, and sometimes I felt a little bit out of place. Uh, I didn't know if I could really connect with the other students here because of the age difference. Uh, so slowly and surely I kind of got out there a little bit more. I didn't share my identity off the bat because I didn't know how it would be received. Uh, so I kept that hidden for, for a few months. Um, I joined some Greek life. I joined Greek organizations uh, and other Latinx clubs on campus. And slowly as I felt more comfortable around them, I was like, hey, like I'm Keanu. And I also, I was also in the service. Like I was in the Marine Corps and they're like, what, you're in the military? Like, oh, we had no idea. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like uh, uh, it's not a thing I really like to talk about. Cause like, I don't know how it's going to be perceived. Um, but now over time, as I've gotten more comfortable with, with my peers um, and I've understood, I guess my history a little bit, the military's history, the United States history, like I see myself in a different light, if, if that makes sense. Like I, I didn't know how to, to tell everyone that, hey, like I served. Um, so I guess now me serving to me feels like I have a, I have a duty to my community, to my people, to, to educate them on what the military is, what the, what the community and culture is like. Um, and to also be transparent with the not so great stuff as well. Um, in, in 2020, like that was a really rough year for a lot of us. And it was like, a, it was an awakening for me if, I, if I'd like to say so. Um, with George Floyd and this other uh, person named Vanessa Guyen, she was an army soldier uh, stationed in Fort Hood, Texas, I believe. And she, she ended up getting murdered by, by another of her fellow soldier. Um, and the military did nothing about this for, for months on end. Her family had to get involved. Civilian officials had to get involved for something finally to happen. Um, and that really shook me to my core. Uh, she was also first generation. She was also Latina. And she also had uh, dreams of higher education. In a sense, I saw her as my sister. And a lot of other service members saw themselves in her 
uh, because of what happened to her. Um, so I just wanted to share that as well, that, hey, you know, we are a diverse group of people that are also going through these things to not necessarily do it for us, but for the betterment of either our parents, our families, or, you know, our community and our people. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, yeah, that's definitely a really hard situation, a hard story to hear about. Um, at least there were efforts to finally get something going on her behalf. Um, okay, so we're going to jump in to some questions about you and your experience in the military. So what's just like, what's the story of your enlistment? Uh, how old were you? Some reasons? Uh, what branch of service were you in? Anything yeah. you want to say. Yeah, um, I joined straight out of high school, uh, <laughs> 18 years old, really not knowing what I wanted to do. To be honest, like I didn't even, I didn't even know like community college was an option. Uh, I didn't see myself going to school like like at all whatsoever. And ironically, like I actually started going to school while I was in the service. Uh, I had some good people encouraging me, supporting me throughout my time in the Marine Corps. Um, and they're like, "Hey, Keanu, like you seem pretty smart. Like go go to school or go do something." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. Like I'll go." Um, and then slowly and surely, I just started knocking out my, my general, uh, my general electives and these classes were on base. And I guess that's where it kind of education or higher education kind of started piquing my interest. Um, cause it was a really, I was surprised of how diverse the class was. It was, uh, veterans, uh, active duty, people from all different kinds of backgrounds, uh, dependents of military people and their kids going to these classes, and the professors there or the teachers were, were awesome too. Cause like, it wasn't a class just of like 18, 19 year olds. It was a group of like relatively mature people with diverse backgrounds. And, you know, we were talking about like, I, I wouldn't say heavy stuff, but it made us think. Um, so I was, that's kind of where my educational journey started. Um, and then my time in the Marine Corps, I feel like I really, really grew up in a sense, like the day you're there, it's like, you're, you're treated as an adult. Uh, you're, you're expected to take the initiative, take responsibility for your actions, uh, put others before yourself. And I, I really learned to appreciate that, uh, because it is helping me now uh, as a young adult here at, at Santa Clara in my life at work. Um, and I noticed that people kind of look up to me in a sense, because of those qualities and those traits. And I kind of just think I'm honestly like, I'm just some guy, like I'm, I'm going through my own things too. Uh, I'm here to take care of my things. And I was funny, like I was uh, doing lead. I did uh, the lead scholars program this summer. And in one of the activities, you're supposed to write like two letters anonymously to, to someone in the class, uh, just to like to thank them. Right. And I ended up getting like an extra three cards uh, from, from other people that were like, Hey, like we're, we're looking up to you. Like, thank you for being yourself. Uh, you're an inspiration to us. And it's like, Oh, like my heart, like, thank you. Like it, it helps me continue doing what I'm doing in my everyday thing, things. Uh, cause it's a struggle for me too. like college, the Marine Corps was one thing, but damn, like college is something else. Like it can, there's, there's a rough few days in there, you know, like midterms, finals, just like balancing everything else in life, man. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy where I'm at now. Yeah. yeah. That must've been quite a transition to go from like uh, your first higher level education 
um, being such a mixed classroom to coming here and being like the oldest one and like <laughs> such a different experience than everyone else here. Dude. What's that like being okay. classed with 17, 18 year olds? It's, it, it, I, to, 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 I wanted to touch on, on that too. Um, I wanted to talk about a little bit like coming out like of the military. It's a, such a regimented, everything is structured. Everything has a purpose and like coming out of the military, like that was a culture shock for me, if I'm being honest. Um, I was used to like working with people that would kind of just suck it up, uh, get it done. We wouldn't really talk about our feelings. Um, it would be the mission comes first. You can take care of yourself later. And like, I, I did appreciate that in a sense. And we had this sense of camaraderie that I like, I would legitimately trust the person to the left and to the right of me to, to, you know, what's the word, I guess, save my life if, if they needed yeah. to, you know, you know, and I would do the same for them. And then like coming out here, it's like, I see, I see none of that. I see like a lot of individualism, not a lot of camaraderie, like it was hard, really hard for me to trust people and allow myself to be vulnerable with others. Um, and then kind of coming into to higher ed, it was still like the same thing. Like, I know I'm the oldest one in the class. Uh, I'm probably going to stick out like a sore thumb. I don't necessarily want to stick out. Um, but at the same time, like it's, it's going to happen regardless because uh, of just the way I am, like just my character. Um, and I guess also the way I'm, I'm in class, I, I feel like I'm more engaged. I'm more like participant. I'm paying attention in class. Uh, and the professors see that like, oh, you're like, you're really engaged. And the conversations I have with them and my other peers as well, like people, people start to take note of that. Um, and then eventually as I get more comfortable with them, they get more comfortable with me. And then they're like, oh, like, by the way, I was also in the Marine Corps. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. Like, no wonder you're so like mature or like so respectful or whatever. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, man. You know? So, so being around 18, 19 year olds, it's, it's different, but they also, I mean, I'm also surprised about like how smart these individuals are, like where they came from what they have had to overcome to, to get to college, what they're doing now, what their aspirations are. And like, I feel like not, I guess I would feel empowered around them. It's like, you know, we're, we're all going through this. We're all going through this college thing. And the fact that we're all willing to kind of just like listen to each other's histories, uh, perspectives and opinions, like it's, I feel comfortable there, you know? Yeah. That's great. Well, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad it's not too bad. Um, <laughs> what, what yeah. was it like being the youngest one? Well, I'm sure there was other people who were 17, 18 year old if, when they first enlisted, but like, what were the early days? Like when you first got there, like, oh. what was, what was that like? Yeah. <laughs> so you ever heard of the expression of, you know, he drank the Kool-Aid? Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of drank the Kool-Aid like you know we're we're all young we're all like motivated we, we all wanted to serve for for one reason or another and so we're we're there we're like we're committed um we're prideful of wearing wearing the uniform we're we're proud of our time and service um but it's not until like I guess you get a little older you start to see like the reality of things um that you're like hmm does this align with my, uh, with my values, with my person anymore? And like, it, it didn't like after, 
I guess like it was like the first year that I was in the unit that I was in was non-deployable. So I didn't get to go deploy. I didn't get to go see anything in the world. Um, so I just stayed in San Diego my entire time, Camp Pendleton. Um, and I started going to school. Um, and I started learning more about my history, my culture, the military's history, the United States history. And it's like, huh, you know, like we kind of played a part in something, some things that were maybe not the greatest, um, but that were also beneficial in some sense to some people. Um, and so I feel like in a sense, I have a responsibility to not necessarily fix those problems, but try to do something to improve those situations, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like an active critique. Yeah, like an active critique, yeah. like an active critique. So, yeah. so the Kool-Aid's wearing off a little bit. The Kool-Aid, <laughs> the Kool-Aid wore off. And, and here, here's the thing, like, I, I don't consider myself a patriot. Like, I'm not like, yeah, America, like, it's, it's great. Like, it, it has its issues, but I was born here and I do contribute a lot of my success to, to being born here. Like there aren't a lot of countries that you can, you know, be first generation and, you know, serve in the military, get your college paid for and start building generational wealth uh, for your family, for future generations. Like people don't immigrate to Russia. People don't immigrate to China. They come here. My parents came here because they saw the American dream, which is something that we're still chasing uh, to this day. And it's kind of hard. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of hard to get to that. Um, but yes, the, the Kool-Aid is, is wearing off. And it's, it's more in the sense that I'm doing it for the people. I'm doing it for the people that swore an oath to, to support and defend the Constitution that did it for maybe not necessarily the country, but for the people that were to the left and to the right with them. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing it for someone over in Washington. No, I'm, I'm doing it for the people that are next to me, you know? So that's my thing. I think that's a really beautiful message. Um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Hello everyone. SIE and SA here with a little ad break to let you know of some of the events we have coming up. First things first, there will be no Queer Craft Corner this week, week eight because I will be out of town, but we will be back week nine as previously scheduled. And what will we be doing week nine? Well, let me tell you. Friday, November 18th, we will be doing some pulled string art. That will be going on from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. at the OML house. Hope to see you there. The next event I would like to let you know about is a candlelight vigil in honor of Transgender Awareness Week and Transgender Day of Remembrance. This event is being put on by the RRC and Campus Ministry and will be honoring the tragic losses of many members of the transgender community over the years. Please come to support and honor the trans community Monday, November 14th from 7 to 8 p.m. at the Fountain Facing the Mission Church. In addition to the vigil, we will be putting on further events for Transgender Awareness Week, such as a performance by Godex. Please join us to see Godex's butterfly performance Tuesday, November 15th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. in California Mission Room. And finally, to close out Transgender Awareness Week, SIE Kiara will be hosting a paint and sip Friday, November 18th from 5 to 6.30 p.m. in Alameda Hall, room 101. Join us for some relaxing painting activities and delicious mocktails. Believe me, you're not gonna wanna miss this event. Last but certainly not least, November is Native American Heritage Month. 
Celebrate and check out various Native artists and musicians by heading to the SCU OML Spotify page and listening to our Native American Heritage Month uh, playlist curated by our fave DJ Be Nice. Thank you for checking in with the events and all that we have going on. Now let's get back to Nicole and Keanu's conversation. So generally, like, how, how has a service, like, affected your life? Um, what, does, what does that mean to you? Well, like for one, like it definitely it's it's the best decision I made in my life <laughs> for, for sure. For God, sure. You don't regret it. No, I, I, do, I don't regret it. Like I know they should put a little asterisk sign at the bottom of the contract that they have you sign that say experiences may vary because mm-hmm. because they do. Everyone has a different experience. It could be good. It could be bad. Some people get to travel the entire world. Uh, some people have terrible experiences. So it, it really varied for me. Uh, I felt like I had a good enough of, ex- of an experience to kind of see enough, to, like just enough to, to, I guess, educate myself on, on the whole situation. Um, but really true, like they, they're paying for my education in full, uh, which is something I know that is becoming a lot harder for, for people to do. They have to take out loans uh, and get into copious amounts of, of, of debt and that is crippling itself. So I'm really fortunate to not have that burden in a sense. So I can just, in a sense, focus on, on school, on supporting my parents and whatever I have going on in my life. Um, and to kind of be able to pay it forward, to also educate the next generation of, of veterans that are coming out of the service that don't know their options. Because honestly, like I didn't really know what my options were like nobody guided me like i i had to figure this out on my own um what one thing i realized about the military is they they don't do a great job of helping you transition out into the civilian world uh yes they do have some transitional support programs but i feel like it's mainly revolved around people who have served in the military for four plus years uh so they help you with like career stuff to find a job but nothing was really focused on, on higher education. Um, so I was thankful to find people that wanted to see me succeed. And I found organizations for enlisted student veterans uh, to get into higher academics. And that was kind of really where I realized like my potential uh, to succeed in higher education, uh, to tell myself to kind of remove that imposter phenomenon and be like, hey, you know what? I can actually do this and I can leverage my experience in the military to, to help me get ahead. And I will also be able to help others along the way. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. Um, I, it's even for non-veterans, I think having that experience, like, oh, my experience is different than what the general is supposed to, but like, I can still do it. Like that's, yeah. there's always a way. I think yeah. that's yeah. very, yeah. Way to, yeah. always a way. <laughs> yeah. Suck, always. But, but <laughs> yeah. There's always a way. Yeah, it might look a little different. There's always a way. Always a way. Um, so transitioning um, a little bit more to on-campus stuff, just mm-hmm. what what's up with the Veterans Club? Like, okay. what, what we got Dude, going on there? To, to be honest with you, so I got out of the Marine Corps 2019. Uh, yeah, May 2019. Uh, and it was, I started community college after my, my time in service. Uh, and I went to Danza for, for that time. And I was like looking at schools, you know, like, all right, here's Santa Clara, here's, uh, here's Berkeley, there's Stanford, uh, San Jose State, 
And I was trying to figure out like, all right, what do I want to study? Okay, business. All right, cool. Like Santa Clara, let's, you know, check it out. And really like one of the major turns off, turnoffs at the time was that they didn't really have any support for, for student vets, like at all. Um, and that was really crucial uh, to me at that time. Cause like, I just got out. I know that this demographic is not gonna understand my experience at all. And I'm gonna have a rough time uh, connecting with people and socializing with people at this campus because of that. Um, so I ended up applying to Berkeley and they said no. And I was really upset because I was like, damn, you know, I really wanted to go there. Um, so then I looked at Santa Clara again and I'm like, by that time, I think like two and a half ish, three ish years had already passed. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Like maybe it's time to reconsider some things. You know, I, I've kind of grown as a person. Uh, I've got to learn a little bit more about myself, my community. Let's see what they have to offer. So I found the Lead Scholars Program for first generation college students. I learned that they had a pretty good business school. Uh, their real estate and construction management programs. And I'm like, you know what? I think this is kind of where I was meant to be. So I kind of feel like it went full full circle in a sense. I just had to take a, a really long detour uh, to kind of get there, which is okay. It's, it was part of my journey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then like still like, like I came here winter quarter, still like super excited. Like, all right, like I'm first gen starting college. I'm going to make hella friends. None of that happened. And I was like, damn dude like all right i guess i guess i gotta get through this um and it like they're just we don't have a dedicated support staff to help us process our paperwork like a few of my friends veteran friends their 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 va payments got messed up because we get paid uh every month that we're in school as for like a living stipend and so his paperwork got messed up uh and he didn't get paid for that month so he was like yo where's where's my money like i need that to pay rent groceries and whatnot um and other student veterans here as well like it's it's not just like me um there's people that are much older than i they're in their like their parents uh some of them have crippling disabilities uh some of them are are immigrants or they have a lot of stuff going on and like i kind of feel bad for us um because it's like i feel like everyone else kind of has their own support group um and whatever whatever they identify with they have their sense of community they have their sense of belonging we're kind of just here, like we're trucking along, we're doing our thing. We're really not the type to complain, but you know, I feel like it would be nice to, to have a space for us, you know, just for us to kind of like get together and be like, Hey man, are you having a tough time? Me too. Like, let's talk about it. Like let's hang out for a little bit and, you know, maybe go get a beer. Um, Cause it's like, it's, it's rough. School, school is tough. Um, so we're trying to grow the student veteran organization and it's harder with the quarter system. It's, I feel like it's harder with, with the amount of things that are in our lives, but just kind of continually, continuously pushing the message, uh, us student veterans getting involved with other stuff on campus, sharing our stories, um, and letting people know like who we are as, as people, not just as veterans. Cause like, that's, that is a part of my identity, but it is not entirely who I am. I have other things in my life as well that represent me um, that I would also like for people to know, like, hey, like I was in the Marine Corps. Yes, that, that's a huge part of my identity, but it's not it's not the only thing, you know, there's more. There's more than just that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely think a sense of community is important for anyone coming to college, especially transfer students and especially like people who have no connections to this yeah. area or anyone else coming. And that's 
very hard. It's got to be very hard for veterans. Um, and that's essential for every college student, yeah. um, no matter the age or experience they come from. So yeah. Veterans Club is definitely doing important work. We're trying to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What is something you want other students and faculty to know about veterans on campus? We're here. <laughs> In a nutshell, we're we're here. <laughs> it's like, hey, oh man, it's like, you know, I I would hope that they see uh, our potential and our character where wherever we go and whatever spaces that we're in and whatever classrooms we're in. Um, we have this these set of experiences that are unique to us that we wouldn't mind at all to just just share to honestly just I, I like I'd love to just have a conversation about life about your your experience growing up like my experience growing up my time in the military your time doing whatever you were doing but really just having those like genuine and authentic conversations um because I funny enough like I actually learned that some of my peers like they they come from military families uh some of them uh, like one of my professors, she she grew up on a on a Marine Corps base. Like her dad was a Marine. It was like that is like we connected over that. She's awesome. And a few of my other friends, like some of some of their parents were in the Army, some of them were also Air Force, like in every branch of the military. Um, and like we start having conversations out of that. And it's just like it's a real genuine conversation. Um, and I, I appreciate that. You know, like I feel like our professors and our friends, our peers see how we carry ourselves. And it's, I feel like something it's like ad admirable to look up to, I guess. Um, so yeah, just really having those honest conversations with, with everyone else. Yeah. 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 Great. <laughs> I, I think people, people can do that. I yeah, think. I, <laughs> and don't be scared. Like, I, I don't <laughs> think I'm scary. Like, honestly, just come up and talk to me or like, I'll, I'll talk to you. Like, whatever. Let's just talk, yeah. you know. I can vouch. You're, you're not scared. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, how can our campus community change to better support veterans? What would you like to see, like concrete changes? For one, a, a definite student veteran center. Um, just kind of walking around campus, like I've noticed that there's some just like empty uh, spaces, like really not being utilized. I understand there's some politics behind that or just some bureaucracy or just something going on that I'm not aware of, of course. Um, but to have a space for just us, would be awesome to really having that support would be awesome for the school to recognize veterans day would be awesome as well um but i know it's it's a work in progress things take time uh but i feel like at the least recognize veterans day uh and have a student veteran center and have the support for student veterans so they're not waiting for their paychecks every month so they can pay for rent food and other stuff um other universities have it um like it's funny like santa clara has an rotc program that is like the longest one in in the country and it's like interesting like they have that but they don't have support for for student veterans i feel like it's i feel like they should have a support yeah. for student vets on that but i digress <laughs> okay. i definitely I definitely think it's important. I know we were talking a little bit about mental health services for veterans, yeah. um, towel. Um, I did not know about your paperwork stuff. That's very important. I know there's often a lot of struggles um, with VA and 
that paperwork, like no one knows how to do paperwork already for college and then to have to go through the government to do for like <laughs> monthly payments. Like I imagine that's gotta uh, be crazy. It's a task like, people, people were struggling with the stimulus checks. Like I can't imagine <laughs> doing that every month, like truly. That's uh, something else. I don't know. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's it's hard. Like like uh, I've been talking to Ray Plaza uh, for a little bit. He's helping us out a lot, um, and he's been letting us know that the people processing our paperwork they're they're slumped. Like they already have enough with everything going on in their day to day responsibilities with the university, uh, and sometimes the VA adds more requirements to our paperwork, and it just it adds more of a I wouldn't say burden, but it it adds more work to to already a staff that is probably already a little stressed out and burnt out. Um, so just, just to have like a genuine support for those people and us like would, would go a long way. Yeah, I think so. And even if the university won't put anything on, we'll do something for better. <laughs> thank you. Thank we'll you. <laughs> we got to get the students to rally behind you guys. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, is there anything else you'd like to share? Anything that I missed? Any big <sighs> points you want to hit? Hmm. I feel I feel like we covered a, a decent amount. I feel like I've, I got to voice a lot of the things that have been on a lot of our minds, uh, as well as my perspective. Um, I, I also wanted to mention I got some demo, some statistics up. Sixty um, percent of I'm sorry, sixty two percent of student veterans are first generation college students. Um, like kind of knowing that fact was like empowering to me because like again like we're kind of going through, as first generation college students we're really paving the path for ourselves and coming in as a student veteran like I, I do feel alone at times but kind of just seeing that like I know that I'm not alone um, and I know that my my peers in the lead scholar program uh, support me in, in my endeavors as well and I'm truly grateful for them um, but yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> okay, no, that's that's great information. Um, yes, thank you so much for sharing yeah, your story you and sharing about the veterans. Um, this has been a great conversation and hopefully inspires listeners to go out and do some more research or advocate with the veterans yeah. on campus or elsewhere. Um, I really appreciate you coming today. And I think this is a conversation that needed to happen. Thank you. Yeah, Nicole, yeah. thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you reaching us out. And this was yeah. a lovely conversation. Thank you. Yeah. So we, I will put some resources in um, on the digital slide. We have some photos um, to insert in. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And hopefully you tune in for our next episode. <laughs> Kiana Spindola is a first-generation college student and Mexican-American that enlisted in the Marine Corps in 2015 after high school. During his enlistment, he worked as an automotive mechanic, began attending med school, and was honorably discharged as a sergeant in 2019. After transitioning back into the civilian world, he participated in the Bunker Labs Startup Incubator Program for military veterans and helped grow the family residential construction business. He later completed the Warrior Scholar Project, which focuses on enlisted veterans' success in higher education and the Stanford Ignite post-9-11 veterans program focusing on innovation and entrepreneurship. He is now studying at Santa Clara University, majoring in management with minors in real estate and construction management. On campus, Keanu is involved with the Lead Scholars Program, Associate General Contractors, Phi Chi Theta Fraternity, 
Sigma Lambda Beta fraternity and the Student Veterans Organization. In his, in his off time, Keanu enjoys spending time with friends out in nature, exploring the great outdoors, binging NPR podcasts, and reading about history, psychology, and business. VA Palo Alto serves all branches of the armed forces. Over the last six years, I have been fortunate to be a part of the daily interactions with varied community service providers. As a polytrauma social work clinician, I became acquainted with the Warrior Connection, a nonprofit organization that promotes PTSD groups, group therapy retreats for veterans looking to integrate back to society. Given my professional background as a U.S. Army officer, including trauma expertise, I was recruited to be a board member. As part of the Warrior Connection, I was tasked to keep our veterans on the right track. I know from experience, traumatic events can disrupt peace of mind. I have been doing trauma social work for over a decade now. Today, I collaborate with like-minded individuals to better think and act beyond medical limitations. As a result, I help create support networks that others can utilize to reach new horizons. I believe today more than ever, programs like the Warrior Connection helps create stronger and safer communities for marginalized communities, including service members. In fact, I became a direct commission officer in the U.S. Army to better leverage my interpersonal skills and perspective on suicide trends facing servicemen. As a result, I understand best way to uncover invisible wounds is to spotlight systematic problems, which can exacerbate communication breakdowns. This way, I help deconstruct mental health stigma by cultivating a safe space for those inflicted by trauma. I believe my training, education, and lived experience allows me to add value across interdisciplinary teams and miss private and public sectors that leads organizations in the right direction. As a bilingual social worker, my expertise around cultures and ideas allows me to connect with families and individuals from diverse backgrounds. In fact, I am a product of disenfranchised communities as evident from being part of the Armed Forces and Ronald B. McNair Scholar Program at San Jose State University. I keep education as high priority considering I have earned multiple graduate degrees from Columbia University. Columbia School of Social Work and School of International and Public Affairs shape my perspective about being a public servant in the city of New York. Shortly after graduate school, I proudly volunteered to be a direct commissioned officer in the U.S. Army. This enabled me to better leverage my interpersonal skills and perspective on suicide trends facing veterans. I remain passionate about social justice, especially when inequality and callousness diminish hope and optimism.